0: I, I maybe I did play it just a little bit too much.
1: Morning, oh, Judas Priest!
0: <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David, the man and God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Tudor's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT.
1: Morning, oh, Judas Priest! <laughs>
0: Welcome back to 88.3 WXUT's After Further Review. Back on the horn here with David, the man of God, Harris. And back-to-back weeks and back-to-back sessions that we'll actually post up here on our 88.3 WXUT's After Further Review Twitter page. And on our podcast, which you can access through SoundCloud. Excuse me, SoundCloud and through iTunes. It's just After Further Review on iTunes and WSUTS. After further review on the SoundCloud. Up now on the horn is David the Man of God here, so we talk a little bit about baseball. It is back. Opening day was on Thursday, I believe, and we're taping on a Friday here. And if you listen to us live or pre-recorded, actually on the radio dials, it's on eighty-eight point three. It's on Saturdays, eleven to one. David, welcome back on the show, and uh, your thoughts on Opening Day. For baseball major league baseball that is
1: yeah and i think kind of as we're really starting to see baseball kind of the first of the big four everyone's saying kind of sports is back and they really just mean the big four out of football basketball baseball and um, hockey i think it was kind of went as well as one could expect without zero fans and kind of with all the extreme costumes knowing that baseball kind of out of the big four, is the league's physical. And so while it did take a long time for them to finally get back on the field due to labor disputes and so-called superstar players kind of wanting to opt out, mainly for financial reasons, I think baseball, if they can kind of do this 60-game experiment sprint to the postseason, I think it has a chance for some kind of salvage to the season. Now, I think there is a best and worst case scenario for Major League Baseball. I think the best case is that nothing goes wrong. Kind of, we have an exciting quote unquote regular season. We have a decent postseason. The World Series is great. No one gets sick. Kind of overall experience, kind of, that's the best case. I think worst case scenario is that someone gets sick. And I say that because kind of with traveling across states, kind of, you are playing mostly kind of regional matches based on the division. But then you also have to, and I was just thinking about this this morning as I was kind of thinking about the worst-case scenario. Take a situation like here in New York State where I'm at. For those that are incoming from another, or from the state that's listed on our 31-state hotspot, you have to quarantine for two weeks. Well, if you're in the 60-game season, like, how are you going to manage if you're, say, coming from uh, any of the states coming to play the Mets? So, say, okay, NL East matchup, Braves coming up to do the Mets. Georgia's a hot spot. So, they are, those players have to quarantine for two weeks. So, you're saying that a series or two you're just going to skip so that these players can play in New York? Is it going to be expedited, kind of quarantine? Like, there's still a lot of logistical factors that are going to be in place for them to even play the game, not not much less kind of sharing similar kind of dugouts, kind of how often are you going to sanitize? Are you going to over-sanitize, knowing that with some of the research and reports, the things kind of lingering and spreading? And then kind of are you going to, like hyper vigilant kind of players as they're traveling in and out in terms of a bubble. Kind of is going to be similar to like the NBA where they have like the snitch line of if you go out the bubble, someone's going to tell and then you have to sit down. So there's still just, even though they are the first ones kind of quote unquote back, there's still a lot of questions that I have just from the knowledge that there are some states and some teams franchises that are based in those states, that they're going to have to be monitored, quarantined, and how is that going to affect this baseball season, knowing that the numbers are still rising, still surging, but at the same time, they want to play baseball. They want to get this thing done, because if we're just going to be honest, and this is the best-case scenario, if baseball goes well, people will kind of focus and want to focus on baseball for as long as they can until we have to think about football. Because once training camp starts, baseball is done with. Same with the NBA bubble. Once NBA games start, like I'm going to pay attention to baseball. So they have to like capitalize on this moment. And for me, maybe it's still kind of a continuation of my pessimism. Like if that happens, if someone contracts this, how that is that going to affect not only the ball club, their travel, where they're able to play, where they're able to go. And then is it going to be an instance where some team really gets kind of overwhelmed by this? Are they just going to be like, oh, you can't play anymore? And then what what happens if that's the case? Because there is no minor, like you, I guess you could call it the minor league team or minor league players that are in your system, but with no minor league baseball, are they going to be in game shape? How long is it going to take for them to be acclimated with, of the main roster, just just a lot of questions that I have still.
0: I can see some of your concern. I mean, you're right. Obviously, New York has it where certain states, including the state of Ohio, you, you can't really come. You're you're not you're not supposed to be in that state. You know, their governor is, has state restrictions for states that can come in there. And like you said, Georgia is a hotbed. Um, I think the whole U.S. is almost a hotbed for this. Um, the the one catch with Major League Baseball is that there's very little contact and it's outdoors, and the reason why they're not really doing a bubble or playing all the games at one stadium is because of that reason. Now, in Canada, the Blue Jays, I believe, have to play all their home games in Pittsburgh because Canada's not even letting anyone come into the country from the U.S. for this. Um, it, it's a pretty crazy time, and it, it does kind of suck a little bit, um, it's good to see baseball back. I don't really care about the fans. I mean, I've been re- really watching the Korean League a little bit, and I don't know anybody that stars in the league. I-, I would get off of work, you know, early in the morning around, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning, 4.30, get home by 5, and then I'm watching the Korean Baseball League just to see how their model of doing it over there in that country. So, to me, not them having the fans, you know, from a viewer standpoint, it's not going to really – bother me too much. I do know Fox Sports when they do their broadcast. They're going to uh do some computer gen, you know, computer graphics to get fans, it look like fans are there and pump in crowd noise and stuff like that and you know, all the full nine, but I do think it's it's a, a step forward to having sports back. There's still a lot of concerns um, we'll see what does happen. Hopefully people don't test positive for it. I do know that the bubble does does work. I mean, it does. I mean, if you don't think the bubble doesn't work, then you you weren't watching the TBT or the basketball tournament where they pretty much had a bubble and only one team had to be eliminated. And we talked about this a, a couple of weeks ago or last week that one team only got eliminated because of one person getting a positive uh, a COVID test, and that was only one player, and then the whole team had to leave. So the, the, the bubble will probably work because it, it, it's more controlled. I don't think they should have a snitch line or whatever they do in the NBA, but, um, I mean, here in Ohio, they've been playing baseball and softball, and it hasn't been too much of anything. Um, so I, I think it can work, but like I said, it, nothing's a guarantee there's going to be some hiccups. I mean, MLS has been playing, and before they started playing, they had the concerns of a lot of COVID tests. I believe what was it the Dallas team wasn't even allowed to be in the tournament. They had so many, but, but then again, they're in a hotbed state of it. But since they've come back, the MLS hasn't really had any problems. So I, I just think that you, you have to be cautious and people have to take this seriously and, and just go by the guidelines, not just doing what you want to do. I understand it's tough to wear a mask and, you know, I'm not really one of the believers that feel that you need to wear a mask as long as you're six feet apart from somebody. But then again, sometimes you might get close with someone and you need that. You can't put your mask on quick enough. But I mean, that's just the way it goes. If if I think if everyone follows the protocol, the number of positive cases will be minimal. I'm not saying it'll be zero. I, I think with with this 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 um, virus, it's very highly contagious, almost like the common cold. So you're not gonna. I, I don't really see too many negatives or too many. A whole going through a whole season and no one tested positive for this because you don't know who you're going to be interacting with. I guess you can get it asymptomatically. I mean, even Coach Candle from the University of Toledo uh, football team, he ended up getting the, the COVID-19, and he was asymptomatic. He was feeling good, took the test because they have to be tested, and he came up positive. You know, and, I, and I'm hearing more and more people are coming up positive, and they're not even showing any symptoms. So, you know, th- th- with that being said, you know, uh, I, I just think that that the numbers will be low, like I mentioned last week, but I don't think it's going to be the point where you can have no one's going to test positive again for this, especially they think as the baseball season starts to go into fall, that's when the rampantness kind of picks up of this virus. So, It'd be good to see, but I like to see that there's now baseball playing now. Now, some of the major sports are starting to play, and we're getting somewhat back to normalcy. Yeah,
1: and yeah, I think, kind of, kind of just the overall landscape, I think, again, similar to how we were talking about last week with kind of NBA, like a lot of people watching the NBA in particular, how they're going to restart because they're in a bubble, because of quarantine. I think probably more so the probably NFL is probably gonna be looking at MLB a lot closer and I think the NHL will be looking at the NBA model just because they're similar in terms of type kind of NBA, NHL, indoor kind of congested contact. Kind of there's a lot of kind of back and forth, there's a lot of moving parts all at once. There are some like stoppages of play, but for the most part it's kind of continuous, whereas the similarities between football and baseball, being both being outdoor, NFL obviously having the physical contact piece, which is, you can't really escape that, Other than just kind of knowing that there's kind of 10 or 15 seconds of pause in between any kind of action, whether it's a pitch or kind of contact and things like that. So, yeah, it would be interesting to see as kind of baseball starts getting back into the swing of things. One, which teams are going to be competitive, how quickly will you know some teams be out of it already? And then just kind of how will either pumping in the noise or kind of can you really have quote unquote storylines heading into an abbreviated season? Like yes, we can talk about kind of, because we're a sports show, Mookie Betts getting a complete ton of money. Kind of in terms of extension, we can talk about the Blue Jays playing their home games in Buffalo because Canada kicked them out because they didn't want any Americans coming up north and Pittsburgh being like, eh, all right, but we're kind of concerned about quote unquote visitors coming in and all these other teams, meanwhile playing here. Pittsburgh baseball, no one's paying attention. So, like, we have kind of these storylines, we have kind of the setup in place. But, yeah, now that the balls are starting to go flying, I are starting to really see what baseball kind of looks like kind of in this opening weekend. It'll be interesting to see, at least for the first week or so, kind of what feedback is from baseball experts, from players, how kind of team managers, ownership, kind of how all of them respond to kind of this major sport kind of being back and what is the what will it will look like as a potential model for the other ones moving forward.
0: Is that what you're really mostly worried about, though? Is that about the COVID situation, or what about the style of play, or what do you think about the 60-game season?
1: Uh, well, I think the 60, Well, I guess the 60-game season, I kind of... Personally, I would have just said just cancel the baseball season, because half the players that are already multi-millionaires and half of them are over overpaid anyways. They're like, oh, we're not going to play, I understand, for public safety and public health. But then they're like, well, we want hazard pay. Like, fam, you are going to pay, what, two, three, four, five million dollars a year to throw or hit a baseball. And for some, you really don't do that good because we look at your ERA. And so they're, I think, kind of, with an abbreviated season, obviously there's been conversation leading up to this week. Like, should there be an asterisk next to the World Series champion? Is there going to be some crazy instance where, like, I don't know, the Angels finally win a playoff series and then they make a run to the World Series and win it? Or, how do i just take, you know, random team. Like, the Detroit Tigers win the World Series. Like, what people be like, eh? Like for me, it's always going to be kind of with the COVID and have potential of all these teams, all these players traveling, and in the midst of the traveling, you can't quarantine for 14 days and still have a viable baseball season. If you're going again, if you're going to some of these hotspot states, which is primarily the teams in the, in the South and in the California, so that's at least a fifth of your league right there. So you got all the California teams. You, even Arizona for include the Diamondbacks, Houston and the Texas Rangers. And then you got the Miami Marlins, Tampa Bay Rays, like Atlanta, Atlanta Braves, like that's a significant chunk of your franchises. And a couple of them are legitimate contenders. So it's like, what do you do with a legitimate contender in these hotbed states? couple of players get contracts with coronavirus. Now what? Now if you're major league baseball, let's let's say it's one of your big stars. Like what do you do? Wow,
0: well, I mean that, that that I mean that's the question you, you gotta ask. I mean I just I know some people don't think this season should count because it's the sixty games and that supposedly 60 games is about a 60-game point. You know, they talk about the Washington Nationals where they were World Series champs last year, but after 60 games, they weren't even a playoff team, nowhere near sniffing it. So some people just think that it's almost like an incomplete season. Now, to an extent, though, this was somewhat of the fault of Major League Baseball because they were over there arguing and bickering about, you know, how they wanted to, 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 to do the pay. And that, let's be also honest, they could have probably started a month ago and probably could have fit in maybe 20 more games if they would have started around mid-June. And they could have had 80 games, which would have been pretty much half of a season. But, you know, they were still arguing about the, about the money. Uh, I, I Like I said, I'm just kind of glad that the the, the, ba- the baseball season is back. They have expen- expanded the, the playoffs so where it's 16 teams. What's, what's your thoughts on that? I, yeah, I
1: think if you're going to do this, I think 2020 is just a year of... Let's just experiment with all the wonky stuff. Because everyone's going to know, yeah, that was that was the coronavirus year. We understand. That's why I think it's probably going to be an asterisk next to whoever wins this quote-unquote World Series. Because, like you said, it's 60 games. Like, people usually get hot August, September, and they make those late payoff pushes. Namely, the Washington Nationals last year. We've seen team like the Atlanta Braves do that playoff push to get into the playoffs. Similar teams like St. Louis. I, I think for the season, it would make sense to have an expanded playoffs just, but again, it goes back to now you're having more teams travel. Is it going to be up? Like it's going to be a best of five. Is it going to be a best of seven. Or are you just going to do like the openings kind of opening rounds? Just with kind of one game off? Like the, Kind of wild card, and then when you get to kind of the ALDS, ALCS, then we're kind of best of three to limit the amount of potential travel between franchises. Depending on who all is in the playoffs, like how are you going to are you going to do like a tiebreaker? Because we've seen it before, where one game kind of quote unquote tiebreakers, we have to figure out. Okay, so who's going to be the home team? Where are we going to play? I was going to do this logistically. But, yeah, I, I just really want this to be like a situation where some random team wins a World Series and then everyone has to explain kind of to that franchise why this World Series doesn't matter while that franchise is like, yeah, we won. They're just going to be like, check the record book, check, you know, look at the rings. It's just... It's just going to be a wild and wacky kind of season, and we're going to get that from all the major
0: sports, I think. I, I, but I guess my thing is, uh, I here's my thing, and, and I'm, I've thought about it. I said, we can't – this virus is, is, is serious. It is. But at the same time, you got to get to a point where you can't be halting life. And there there are some protocols that are put into place to prevent the spread of this and and you know there is there is some i guess i would say uh, evidence that this does affect people It, it affects people that have underlying conditions and older individuals which means the older you are or you have an underlying condition you're at a great risk of 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 um Negative results or or poor results, but then again, though, if you're young or if you don't have any underlying conditions or sh- shown as being these athletes, you can get the coronavirus, and there's really a high percentage of a chance that you can recover from it. So I think in in, in retrospect. As I said, no fans, because that protects just the fans themselves, so then you don't have a big COVID outbreak. And really, it's not even to try to protect people from dying. It's basically the, the social distancing rules, if you remember, is more or less so that the hospitals aren't filled up with people in the hospital with the COVID because you still have to treat other patients. But if they're getting all their beds and their ICU units are being filled up and ventilators are being used for this you know, virus, what if someone who who needs a ventilator for something else from heaven forbid an accident or whatever other illnesses can't use it because everybody's in there with the COVID. So that's one of the reasons why this is there's this social distancing in the mask is so that we can limit the spread. And as I said before, as long as people are doing what they're supposed to be doing major league sports, as long as there's no fans there, it's just the players there. They're trying your best to do social distance and you're wearing a mask you just need to hope for the best that's where i'm at this point right now is that if you do it looks like in other countries they've been able to pretty much uh get a grasp of this virus and and slow it down but at the at the very least still have somewhat of a normalcy of life just with obviously the precautions but it seems like here in america Everybody wants to just do what they want to do. Unfortunately, social media is horrible here where you, you don't know what to believe. And as I said before, you you can't be, we can't live our life like this that much longer. I mean, you, you just have to go out and, and live life. If you get the virus, you get the virus. I'm pretty sure there's going to be people that are going to do everything in their power to not get the virus, social distance, probably stay at home, and somehow it's going to get it. I mean... Right, that's what I think. So, I mean, at this point, you need to start playing the games, but still follow the protocols.
1: Yeah, and, and I think the protocol is going to be important. I know major, major baseball, like all of the major sports, they are working tirelessly. They're adapting. In theory, they're kind of working with kind of CDC, local, statewide officials. Kind of, especially in those. Kind of hot spot states or worst cases where we're seeing kind of the numbers rise just to make sure that they're taking precautions and kind of adjusting the protocol to make sure this is kind of at least amongst the athletes because I think it was Freddie Freeman of the Braves kind of talked about contracting the virus and kind of being close to death and kind of being thankful and so kind of Seeing the reality and the seriousness of kind of what this can do to you and how it can affect you, I think there's going to be more onus and more earnest, especially as professional sports are getting back, just to make sure, like, hey, we want to make sure that we are protecting you as much as possible. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and and I totally totally agree with that. I I do. Um, Like I said, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, the chances of you getting it are slim. Which, which is true. But at this end of the day, though, I, I think, like I said, you, you, you can't kind of, you know, postpone life or put it on pause, especially if the Korean Baseball League has been doing it for the last couple of months. I, I just hope that Major League Baseball and hope, you know, some of these other leagues and stuff like that without any type of arrogance is looking like, well, how are these other leagues doing it over there? I mean, you got to think like they're doing AAU basketball. Everything is going to to Indianapolis or it's going to Fort Wayne, and basically, now I I no statistics here, but most of the teams that I know that are going in there, they haven't had any type of COVID positive test. They've gone in, they played the they played the games. Um, you know, there's one way in, one way out. Crowd is limited. You have to wear a mask if you're a spectator. Um, coaches walk in with masks. Uh, players don't have to wear a mask while they're playing, and then once the game is over, they're right there sanitizing the bleachers. Um, you can't linger around. You can't sit there and say, "Well, we already played. Can we watch another team?" No. It is basically it's got to be very controlled, and I I think some places have done a, a really good job of doing that. Um, and you just got to trust that. Now, there's going to be other things, too. Like when football starts, it's going to be a, a kind of a, a a monster to tackle because now you're dealing with more people, uh, more of a contact sport now than, than basketball. But I think more or less the fear with football is how you're going to have a whole bunch of people jam-packed in a stadium uh, watching football. Now, obviously – with football, they said they're going to have 20% capacity and stuff like that. Um, basketball and football, almost, almost is kind of the same to an extent where it's a contact sport, which I believe that can be played uh, still with the with the precautions. But I think with football, what's going to be the the, the, the major thing with them is that it's so many people. I mean, it, it's going to be hard to track down. I think with with basketball hockey and baseball it's a limited amount of people um you can kind of kind you know you can kind of see a, get a more of a better of a tracing if, if, if a covid positive comes out um and then like i said with baseball there's not as much contact as it is with hockey basketball and, and football so i think baseball should be able to survive um but then again, I wouldn't be surprised if a few positive cases pop up.
1: Yeah, and I think kind of thinking about fans logistically, kind of one thing that football also has that the other sports really don't have, I guess maybe a little bit with hockey is kind of the tailgate factor kind of beforehand. So you get all the co-mingling and everything before you go into this controlled environment. and So that's a whole other Kind
0: of Wars, but that's yeah, yeah it is, I mean like I said it will be interesting to see uh I think once again in the midst of the season about a month or so, people will just be happy to have baseball back um Nielsen ratings had the Yankees and nat's average four million viewers that's the most in nine years, so like I said people are 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 trying to you know it's it's always about baseball, remember, I think football back in 2001 was kind of patriotic but when i think really when the when the you know the 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 country started to turn around is when baseball started to get played again you know what i'm saying
1: yeah and i I think there was a couple 30 for 30 shorts on you know the mothership especially kind of it was subway series too right and i think that's what's
0: going to happen with with uh um with with this covid thing i think with baseball starting up once they see, hopefully, if baseball doesn't have any positive cases, people will start to get more at ease, so to speak. And I think it'll start to get back to normalcy. I think that might help with football coming back as well, um, as long as it's not a disaster. Um, but then again, also, that people are going to be eyeing the NBA and eyeing the NHL and seeing what's going to happen. Now, I think the NBA will have a little bit better Um, numbers when it comes to the COVID because people are in the bubble. And and, and it has been proven, like I said, already with the TBT, once they're in the bubble and you're getting checked and it's very strict uh, regulations, you're going to have very few to none uh, positive COVID tests. So I think that'll be be watched. But I also think with football, football might start maybe a month later than what, what they think. I, I I think they'll be hesitant. I think right now football's not making any um news yet because I think they really want to see what the other sports are doing. If it's if it works out for them, then I think they might start coming up with a protocol for themselves. I'm talking about the NFL and even NCAA. It'll it'll come up for them, but uh you know already uh, a Division 3 the Ohio Athletic Conference here uh, has canceled fall sports basically um any sports in 2020 are canceled and they can't start anything to the new year now the basketball season some people are saying it could be a possibility now this is like schools like Heidelberg Capital Baldwin Wallace you know they might think they might move fall sports to the spring try to play that um they said basketball might be played in January you don't know i mean there's even the uh, uh, uh speculation that a vaccine could be at the end of this year toward December. So we'll see what happens. But I think right now uh, baseball is going to be the catalyst and the front runner and seeing how uh, they do their their COVID testing. Because for one, they're not in a bubble, for one. Two, they're still traveling. And, you know, the Cubs are about to just play. And it's kind of strange seeing the Cubs play the Brewers as we're taping this. And there's no fans (laughs) at Wrigley Field. So – It'll it'll be interesting, but then again, though, I, I don't mind watching a baseball game on television anyway.
1: Yeah, and I think kind of as we kind of move forward, kind of I love the optimism that people are still going to be watching baseball in a month's time. That's, that's hilarious. But, yeah, I think that any kind of sport kind of is needed and kind of no kind of ever seeing kind of especially with the ratings have like, live sports that are not kind of MMA, which a lot of people aren't into fighting. A lot of people don't watch soccer unless you're kind of a diehard. This is, like, the one where it's like, okay, like, this is something that I will actually kind of pay attention to. It's three to four hours of just watching a ball being tossed and hit and thrown.
0: What's going to be crazy is, is this. Think about this. <laughs> you don't see this too... You don't see this too often, where you'll have baseball, basketball, hockey, all four major sports going on at the same time, and three of the four are going to be pretty much pushing on their playoffs, and then you're going to be getting into the heat of the middle of the season that's going to start forming a playoff race. Just imagine two months from now, basically, in about October, you know, eh, I would say three months from now, to be honest with you, in October, that's going to be a wild time of sports. I wouldn't even say in September, a wild time of sports where there is kind of like one of those things where once it's September, it's nothing but football, nothing but college football, nothing but NFL, you know, NHL starts to start up, but who's really paying attention to preseason games? NBA training camps kind of start to start up around the end of September, early October. Uh, you know, in September, baseball's finishing up, and then a lot of times in years past, a lot of playoff races are already wrapped up. It's maybe the the, the wild card, which they added, it's got the playoff juice storyline to it. But other than that, there's kind of a lull in September. It's like, okay, if, if you're a certain fan of a team, like let's say the Pittsburgh Pirates, you're just wet, ready for the season to be over because you're not really playing for anything to be to be honest with you and and then you have the other teams like maybe the nationals or the yankees or you know the dodgers or you know the cubs in recent years where it's like okay we got to get september over with and let's get to the meat and potatoes of october which i
1: know no espn is just going to be super happy about what? Like, that there's going to be sports and like they can get back to their normal swing of things of like, hey, we have things to talk about around the clock, like programming, kind well, of all the well,
0: well, David, analysts, all well, the... David, but think about it, though. They've gone on a hiatus of almost three months of nothing. I mean, heck, they had to push up the last dance from June to April. I mean... You know what I'm saying? They really, you know, as we always talk about it on this show, the month of July is probably the worst month for sports because there's nothing going on there. It's just baseball in the middle of its season where there's, as Frank Vash likes to call, nothing burger. There's no storylines to anything. Basketball season's just ended. Hockey season just ended a month earlier uh, football's just starting up, but you're not even ready into the training camp. I mean, you got to find stuff almost. It's like, you know, the thing you get excited about in the month of July is really college football media days. That, that's pretty much what you're getting, you're getting excited for.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, kind of like we always talk about July, August, like this is the only time that people really pay attention to baseball, which is unfortunate that – Baseball decided to kind of bicker about money for the you know past month, but they could have like capitalized on literally being like going from the end of the last dance, boom, you're in baseball season. Yeah, that's true. And having those twenty twenty five extra games of people like now being more and more earnest. Now I don't know how that would have been affected, or whether they would have had to stop. Um, kind of now that we're seeing these uprises and cases in particular states. I don't know how that would have affected the baseball season. But at least having kind of those games would have made a lot of people kind of excited and probably made the executives a lot more kind of happy to have live sports rather than kind of, hey, let's throw it out to, you know, beanbags and cornhole tournaments. Like all these other random programming and
0: things like that. <laughs> yeah yeah that that was kind of bad seeing cornhole and, and 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 I hate to say it but I don't I still don't see what's the fascination of watching video games I I, I just I can't relate sports is about relatability and and I really think that you can somewhat re- relate to the four major sports because someone played them as a kid and they might not have gotten there as a pro. But they can relate to them because they played it as a kid. Now, yeah, we've played video games before, but you've played it as more or less the video game player not being actually in the game. And you can't re- I can't relate to a video game. I just can't. I don't know who this, do, who's the superstar. Is it the person in the game? The, the, the character in the game? Or is it the person that's actually playing the game? And you don't really see them. You can see them in a little square box. But to me, it's just like, okay, this is cool to watch. But it gets boring after a while. I, I just can't I, I can't watch that. I think just live sports with humans is a lot better. Like, you know, they try to do the NASCAR or whatever on video games, which was cool looking, but it's not like the real thing. So, you know, I, I like I said, I think ESPN is kind of getting a, a little bit of a relief, I think, some, you know, some news stations, news anchors, or excuse me, some sports anchors at news stations had to do news because there's no sports to report. Which will, which is which will be kind of strange. Like a guy like a Jordan Strack. I mean, he's had to do basically packages of different stories instead of you know every night coming on giving you scores and maybe fitting in a package here and there or going out to any events. It'll it'll be kind of strange, you know. I think with it once some some stuff gets back to normal but um you know i know some guys they haven't been in the studio i know some guys that do shows we've had a guest on here anthony Bellino. he's been doing his radio show from home he doesn't even go in the studio he does it remotely and i I think really this whole pandemic thing is going to change basically the media business and for one you notice there's a lot more podcasts out there now even though we've been kind of doing this for years People think it's kind of like a new thing, but you gotta you gotta think we've been technically doing podcasts for what a good seven eight years since we've been on SoundCloud. I mean, now it seems like everybody's got a podcast. <laughs> to be quite honest, um, but now it's it's getting to the point where you see I don't know what they're doing in New York, but when you turn on the TV now, you're seeing people actually. Um, um, doing the news from home i mean yeah i know you've probably seen it they go with david you've seen it where the the news anchors at home with their their fake books in the background maybe with the little emmy award in the back doing the news Weather guys at home Uh, you know, even the sports guys at home. I mean, it's going to be kind of crazy, and and, and it's like they can't go to the studio. I think some of the national networks, uh, especially in New York, CBS Sports Radio, some of the talent is now going back to the station. But for the last two or three months, they were broadcasting from home. Some of them lived in New York. Some of them actually lived in another state and was doing their show, so it's pretty crazy.
1: Literally kind of, you're talking about what's happening down in Ohio. I think similar up here in central New York, I'm not sure about downstate, we have those reporters that are working from home doing sports reports from home, but then kind of, I guess, because we're quicker on the uptake, so there have been a lot of in-studio kind of highlights, but now it's kind of where are they are segments. So looking back at some of the kind of high school stars, where are they at, whether they're in college or pros, they've They've done segments on kind of former or current pros like Patelius Murray, kind of like some of the work that they're doing and kind of going back to the community. And so we're getting this mix of kind of thinking about sports broadcasting in general, kind of trying to figure out the latest update, knowing that similar up here, fall sports are canceled for New York. You're still not sure about kind of SU for kind of college football in general, we, we can talk about a little bit more essentially next week kind of some are kind of doing conference only schedules, which for the ACC includes Florida. So that's kind of the situation that we're going to have to address with. Uh, a lot of other schools are kind of thinking about, yeah, basketball. What is that going to do? We have like college, like the actual SU is kind of doing fall practices for both, football and basketball so that's going to be interesting but yeah it's just interesting dynamic of what do you talk about when you run out of things because there's only so many kind of where are they now athletes that you can really spotlight and focus on Mm -hmm. there's only so much you can talk about high school guidelines and there's only so many athletic directors and head coaches you can talk to kind of getting their updates on things because after a while it's just like all right, well what like give me something new but finally, now we're back to getting something
0: new. Yeah, that is true. And we're going to end that segment on this. So we talked a little bit about baseball and probably the future of, of what's going to happen after COVID. And hopefully we'll get the full range of sports back in a month or two. Anyway, we're going to take a quick commercial break and a quick, I guess, podcast break. If you're listening here on the podcast, make sure you always listen to us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Picture of Frank Vasher in the horse's head. And the title is After Further review. Coming up next, David, you talk a little bit about a, a fight between two old men.
1: Yeah, and who really wants to see two old men fight? Isn't that what YouTube clips are for?
0: Yeah, that was back when they were prime, but we'll discuss that here on 88.3 WXUTs. After further review, we'll be back after this.